Now you should be able to hear me on Facebook. <laughs> now you should be able to hear me, right? Because my mic was muted. Can you hear me now? <laughs> Somebody uh, let me know. God, I was just talking. I had some good stuff, man. Y'all missed some of my good jokes. All that. because I got a lot of things I'm doing here. Um, but what I was saying is that I'm a little late with this Facebook Live. You know, I've been doing the conference calls for a while. People told me I was dated, that uh, I need to be live on Facebook or Instagram or even um, the service before Facebook, before Facebook Live. I think Facebook Live kind of copied that. What was that called? Um... Somebody bought that. I remember Lisa used to use it all the time. Um, what was that service called? Uh, somebody help me out with that. Nobody knows the name of it. Um... It was, it was like Facebook Live, but it was before Facebook Live. Everybody was using that. Uh, come on, come on. Somebody help me out with that. I know y'all know what I'm talking about. There it is, Periscope. Periscope. Y'all remember Periscope? So they was telling me to go live then with Periscope. So you know how long ago was that, that was. So I just didn't, uh, just wouldn't do it. So it just stuck with my conference calls. And I'm still doing the conference call. Matter of fact, I'm live on the conference call now. But, um... I'm trying to catch up with you guys. So Facebook, then Instagram, then can you go live? I guess live on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, my goal with this call is to um, to challenge people on the thoughts that they have, the things that they grew up listening to, the things that have programmed us all our life, you know, um, the things that we heard at, at a young age that's still there you know I, I, I emphasize that because a lot of people think because they moved on in life and they have uh, a education they have a good job they have uh you know nice car nice house and a lot of people believe that those thoughts that they grew up with at that time as a child i always say in that certain zip code that you heard like those thoughts are gone and that, that no they're not because, you know, it's been proven that the the time that you learn is between the wound and age seven. That's the theta phase. And so everything we heard during that time kind of set our life, our thoughts at least. So everything that we believe, we heard it then. And a lot of us don't, we hadn't changed that because that's why I say challenge your thoughts because, you know, think about how we grew up. And I would say that most people grew up poor or middle class, which is upper poor. And and those thoughts that we heard were those tight thoughts. They wasn't those they wasn't, you know, wealthy thoughts. They wasn't success thoughts. At least most of them wasn't. I know some people say, well mine was. Well, eh, you know, to challenge you on that because a lot of times everybody in those neighborhoods said the same thing. We believed the same thing. We heard the same things over and over. And those were not, those were not thoughts that uh, a successful person would have. 
because most people wasn't successful. They might have been successful um, being a nice person, successful being a spiritual person, successful being able to raise, I guess, kids, successful that way. But when it comes to finances and it comes to, you know, to money, which a lot of people say, uh, well, money and everything. Well, I'm not saying it is, but that's what this conversation is about. That's what this uh, live is about. And these conference calls are about is changing that thought process so that we can advance more financially. This is not a spiritual call. This is not... <laughs> I'm not trying to save souls on this call. That's what your pastor does and that's what happens at church. But we're talking about finances and why we think this way and why we think the way that we think. And again, a lot of this stuff has come from uh, how we were raised, what we heard at an early age and the things that we have done since then. Um, so that's the things that we talk about here is kind of uh, to kind of open you up to get you to believe that there's there are other ways of living. There's another way to think. It's, it's other ways to operate. Except you know, like again, you know what the uh, Jesuit said: "Give me a child, uh, give me the boy at age seven, and I'll show you the man." Because what they were saying is that up to age seven, whatever you heard, that's who you became. That's that, you know that thought process. Again, that's how they built prisons. A lot of prisons were built based on, you know, your your test scores and how you were, you know, third, fourth, fifth grade. Because they knew that those things weren't going to change because most people were not going to intentionally change. So let's talk about some of that stuff today, how we can intentionally change and things that we can work on. Uh, the topic is uh, keys to having great mental toughness or having success with the mental toughness mindset. Uh, I always talk about that, you know, the person that can deal with all kind of challenges in life, the ones who can deal with rejection, the ones who can deal with, you know, being fired from your job, losing a business uh, down to nothing and still come back and still keep going, still keep striving you know, over and over and over, still challenging themselves, still, that's a mental toughness mindset that a person has. And most people who win in life have to lose first. And you have to lose again and again and again, and you keep going, unless, you know, you, you were born into a wealthy family or a successful family where everything was handed to you. And, you know, like Mr. Donald Trump said, he said, uh, this was in the 80s too, I think. He said when he graduated from college, maybe the 70s, the late 70s, he said, he said, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. He said, y'all think I was. He said, my dad only gave me uh, a half a million dollars <laughs> to get started with. I only got $500,000 in the late 70s to start off my life after college. How much did y'all get started with? If you finished college, you went to college or you went wherever you after high school, how much did you get started with? <laughs> some of us got started with debt because some of us, our parents had already put our names on different things to build credit. Well, I don't know if it was building credit to use our credit so that they could <laughs> have certain services. So I don't know if some of y'all realize that. 
uh, well, I'm sure you do. <laughs> so let's talk about the mental toughness thing, man. Um, so we can go through probably seven, eight, six or seven of those. Let me see, maybe five of them right quick. Um, to let you know if you're op operating um, with a mental toughness mindset. So, um, one, and it, it's not any particular order. You can have it in any order you want to have it in. But mental, mental, mentally tough people know what they want. They have a goal. They have plans. They look at it every day. They strive for it every day. Whatever they decide to do, they know what they want. So, it's almost like everything that's done in their life, they kind of know what the outcome will be or the outcome. See, a lot of people just walk into stuff and get started with stuff and don't think about the outcome. Don't think about, you know, the finish line and what the goal is. Don't think about, you know, for me, I'm always thinking about, I'm always thinking about stuff like that. I mean, the little things like, like, uh, I was telling my wife the other day when we, when we go into the gas station, like the service station and it depends on wherever it's located. Every time I go in there, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to come out because a lot of stations are on different corners. And sometimes you come out on a one way, and you can't go the way that you came back in. So you have to circle around. So I'm always looking, thinking, okay, if I go in this way, how can I come out? Because I know what I want when I go in. Now, that's something simple. But uh, say a person uh, start a project, whatever project they start, mentally tough people kind of have an idea how they want the project to end, how they want the, the, pro the project to go as each step as they go along. They're thinking about it. A lot of people just start. You know, I always say we joiners. We, we'll join something and not have an idea of what we really want to get from that. You know, like I do a game plan with a person and I ask them, you know, what do you want out of this? And they really don't. They just kind of got excited or whatever. And so a lot of us are joiners. We start stuff, but the mentally tough, they already know what they want. And they kind of in their mind already have it if they don't write it down. They already know kind of the plans that they want. And so I know a lot of people say, well, Tony, um, that's cool, but everything doesn't work that way. And we know that. We know it doesn't work that way. Matter of fact, most goals, you don't wind up hitting it on the on the head, but you got something that you're striving for. And you got something that you... Th so you, you, you're thinking about as you go along, um, you know, what you want out of this particular situation. Another thing that uh, mentally tough people do is they tolerate a lot of discomfort. You know, because they're looking at the outcome. They tolerate a lot of discomfort, meaning they stay up late, wake up early, um, maybe have to uh, travel places that most people wouldn't do maybe have to spend their last penny to make something work or hope that it's going to work and be uncomfortable for a while because they invested that to make it work. You know, some people might look at their bank account and say, well, if I invest this, then I'm not going to have anything. 
Well, a lot of mentally tough people, they understand that because their goal is to get, they got an end goal. So they're like, okay, I think they, they said something about Elon Musk, or I think it was him who used to, well, the way he operated, he would take all his money and invest it. He, he didn't have any money sitting around like in the bank or everything was always being invested down to a point where, and, and I don't know if this is true or not, but you can Google the story, I think, where uh, he had to hit a friend up one day to get some money to eat lunch or something because he had all the money but he had money but he always invested he always put it in uh, and that's a that's a way that a lot of people are uncomfortable with and they don't want to but the mentally tough successful people they go through that they're like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway and you know Google that article and see if it comes up or the story I think it's Elon Musk it was somebody else that says, okay, I can deal with this discomfort for a while, I mean, being uncomfortable for a while. I can deal with uh, not having this for a while because, you know, my strategy is to have that. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a sacrifice and give up some things. And a lot of times we don't want to do that. I see that with people um, who don't want to sacrifice anything. And most of the time I'm, when I talk to a lot of people about what are you going to sacrifice to get, you know, what you want in your business. And the sacrifice to most people, I remember one guy told me, this was years back, he was going to a meeting and uh, he had a flat tire on 285. He was, he was coming around 285 in Atlanta, uh, coming from, I think, Camp Creek, and he was going to Cumberland parkway and he had a flat tire in the middle of that and the meeting was on Cumberland and he said I got my tire fixed he said man and he said I went on to the meeting I was I was strong <laughs> was that strong I mean you, you fix your tire what you supposed to do turn around and go home now <laughs> he like man I I, I I was strong, man. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm really, but you know, some people look at it like that. They're like, dang, I know a young lady. Uh, she's probably on here. Uh, that's listening. I know she's probably laughing too. Cause I'm, a, I'm about to say, <laughs> if she know what I'm about to say, uh, I remember I drove from Atlanta to, uh, <laughs> to Maryland. Uh, which, you know, back in the day, I used to do that a lot. I could jump in the car and just go. It didn't matter to me. I would go. And she told me, we, we were sitting there eating lunch and stuff. We had, she said, how'd you come? She said, I said, well, I drove. She looked at me. She said, you drove all the way from Atlanta to Maryland? <laughs> I said, yeah. She's like, wow. The next day we were having a meeting, she was still sitting there thinking. I said, I said, what you think about? You drove all the way. <laughs> I know she probably don't hear saying. But some people, you know, that's man, that's too much. <clears throat> I can't do all of that. <laughs> So I got somebody on the conference call that's clearing her throat. 
which means that she probably wants to speak, but she's not on Facebook Live, so I don't, I don't. <laughs> you can share. Go ahead, man. You can share with the conference call people, so maybe somebody on Facebook can hear you. Uh, but go ahead. Well, Good morning. How are you? I'm good. So I was on Facebook Live, too. I'm on both. But okay. I, to, I, I, I got to figure out a way on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday how we how I can go back and forth. But you know what? I you know I remember that story. I remember I remember both stories. But you know what I found, Mr. Fleming, just coming from a woman, right? Mm hmm. And I'm no expert. At all, I'm not. But what I found is, because I'll be very honest with you, if that happened to me, you know, I had a flat tire um, coming to a meeting, I, I, I'll be 1,000% transparent and honest. I, I probably just would go home, go back home. But you know why? It's because my compartmentalized game is not strong yet. I'm working on it. I'm working, and what I, and what I find is, Men are better to compartmentalize things than women are. No experts. I'm just going on what I what I see. Um, let me let me just speak for my own self. I tend to. Uh, I'm getting better. I am getting better. But I tend to when something bothers me. Um, in that moment. It used to take me a long time to just leave the, put it on the shelf, compartmentalize that, and go to the next. Like, you get on me all the time when um, I tell you something about Phil or um, <laughs> I tell you something about you, and I'll go on and on and on and on and on, and you'll say, Lisa. I got it. You said it. I got it. You said it. But I, it, 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 it's like my brain gets caught up in a cycle. And um, and, and I just, it's, it's like a sponge, and like I, I can't let it go. Now, here's the good part about that. Like, it's always a good and a bad for me. When you send me things to read, when you send me things to watch, I get caught on, oh, man, and I won't move on. Like, I, I'll, and you'll be like, Lisa. You've got to finish the rest of the, the content. You can, I, but I get stuck on what I like, or I get stuck on what excites me. So, speaking for me, I'm just speaking to me. I, it's my, I can't compartmentalize things as well. And I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say you. I can't compartmentalize things as well as you can. And I know it drives you crazy when I get stuck. Well, preacher man, Texas said women are more emotional. That's why they would turn around and go back home. Men are logical. Um, okay, thank you, thank you for that. Well, I would say most women it's are. It's not right though. Well, not, well, right. Look, look, I, look. But here's the other thing too. It's not right. You know why? Because now you've allowed that one situation, a freaking tire, to ruin your whole day. You're the person that can take you to the next level may have been at that meeting. Or a person at the meeting that another person bought just maybe needed to hear your story. and could. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to get better. 
at that. Like, I got to get better at, you know, brushing it off my shoulder, putting it on the shelf and come back to it right when I, when I need to or when I, or when I have a solve. But if there's no solve, girl, get, keep going to the meeting and apologize when you get there for being late. Well, I was about to say most women would turn around, but a lot of successful women or ladies in business, they have that tenacity to where they, they wouldn't do that. You know, they would do, you know, what most what a lot of men would do. I'm not saying all I'm saying most most women probably would turn around, but I'm saying a lot of successful ones, females have that tenacity where they just say, you know, I'm going to go make this thing happen regardless because and it depends on their reasoning too. their why, you know, I always say that you, you, um, you, you know, you make six figures on your job. So you so comfortable. It depends on what a person is doing in life. If somebody's out here full time and they really trying to make it happen now, and I'm not saying you're not trying to make it happen, whatever you do, but there's a difference. And I know you probably say, no, it's not. It is a difference when you, when you know you got, <laughs> you know, was it 10, 12,000 a month coming in compared to somebody who says, you know, I got, you know, two kids at home that I got, they got to eat. So they, they will look at that situation differently. And you know what, Mr. Fleming, I understand. I, I, and I agree. And that's always been, that's always been my black cloud that has always followed me in this industry. Because I've always said to you, I don't have a rag to riches story, right? I I have never been homeless. Um, I don't. I I, I wasn't a, a a young lady or girl who had a baby at fifteen. I never had to strip. I come from a two parent middle class household. Um, went to college with no financial aid. So I I don't have that rag to riches story. And I always ask myself you know, in the wee hours of the night, because I don't have or never experienced a lot of harsh, hard turmoil in my life, is that the reason why some people go harder than me? Or is that the reason why some people will put themselves out there more bolder than me? Yeah. Sometimes I say, yeah. That is it. And then sometimes I say, no, you just lazy and you scared and and sometimes you act as a coward. But here lately, I would say maybe in the in the last eighteen months or so, I feel like there are plenty. And every time I, every time I, it's not very rare that I I, I say, you know, I don't have the you know the rhetoric. But every time I say it, the few times I do say it, Mister Fleming, I always get one or two people who say, Lisa, I don't need to, and I, I feel the same way. So now I realize I'm talking to a specific type of person. I'm talking to the person who makes, you know, fifty-five, sixty thousand, or whatever, eighty, six figures on their job, but they still want more because just because. Let me, let me, let me, let me say something to you, Mr. Fleming, if you don't mind. Just because I make a high figure on my job, network marketing gave me a life, and what I mean by that is, I travel the way I do. I'm able to provide for my son the way I do. It's because of the extra. 
promote what I'm doing may be just a little bit different. But it's no. It, but to me, you know, I want I want it. I want the same as anybody else. Which is at the end of the day, at the end of the day. At the, can y'all still can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Okay. At the end of the day, I want what everybody else wants. The high million dollar earners, the, the Gucci carriers, the Bentley drivers. That is freedom and peace. And however that looks to you, you may not be into a Bentley. You may be like, Lisa, I just want me a nice Tesla, you know, however that looks like. But that at the end of the day, we all want freedom and peace. We want freedom and peace? Freedom. We want freedom and peace. We want time freedom. You know, we want the freedom to spend, you know, time with our family and friends. We want location freedom. However, whatever freedom looks like to you. It could be time. It could be location. It could be financial freedom. Like freedom. I just said freedom. So you grab what part, what component of freedom that you want. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Skip, you right. skip, you skip a couple of payments, and they put it on the back end of the, uh, of the, of either your mortgage or your car note, so that you can have some money for. Like I got you. Yeah. For Christmas, I, I think I, people were. I, a lot of companies were were, were promoting or mar- they they start marketing around like November. Oh, yeah. You yeah. This morning, you own one this morning, ain't you? Why you?
But no, this is just who, like, this is this is my conversation. Like, when I talk to my, or even, I wish you could jump, join my, 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 my Sunday service. Like, this is what I talk about every Sunday to my girls. This is what, this is <laughs> life, man. Well, you got to be... <laughs> Somebody texted me said, "Yo, you own one for real." <laughs> you know what? I don't know if you saying I'm on one or they saying I'm on one is a good thing or a bad thing, but I promise you, <laughs> if anybody is on live and a part of my Sunday sermon, this is how I talk. Why you just didn't? Why you just didn't request me to put you on Facebook Live? I could have accepted you, and you didn't have to just do on the conference call. Well, 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 you're not going to talk about that. The reason why is because, now you know, I, I, I can't do you got your, you, job. You, you, I'm a job, right? Uh, I see. <laughs> no, no, you, you're doing like most people. They probably, you probably look a little raggedy this morning, and that's why. Oh, oh, oh no, no. Wait, 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 hold on. Anybody know me? I'm going to tell you. My hair wrapped up. I got a scarf on. Right. Yeah, I, yeah. But now I know how to do but it. But see, that's why I said, y'all make me. Put clothes on and come no, no, on the live no, no, when I could just stay no. on the conference call. But y'all like now you got to go. You got to go Facebook Live. No, this is how we're gonna do it from now on. <laughs> now what I want you to do is invite me. See, see, invite me on the live. All right. So when you do your thing, like ten fifteen minutes, say, "Hey, Miss Hey, I know you. This is what you gotta say. I know you up. You know, just for work. Hey, can you get on real quick?" Then I can be like, oh, yeah, no problem. And now, then I can get on. Like, I swear, man, if I didn't know you, I would think you didn't, you smoked one this morning or something. Cause it, <laughs> I mean, this is, this, is, this is how I talk. I mean, what you talking about? This is me. All right. So I can go and finish this. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate your input, ma'am. And uh, we'll look for you on the live. But let me try to wrap up some of these. <laughs> so uh, I would say, and thank you again, uh, Ms. Horsley, for, for chiming in. Uh, again, like I said, we can go live, you know, when you want to do that. So, But mentally tough people are also flexible, meaning that, they can change at the drop of a dime. And that's, you know, a lot of people don't like doing that. Some things could happen and they have to change and go another way or they have to, you know, uh, I don't know, you locked out of a meeting. Now you got to do a meeting in the hallway or you get a phone call that says, uh, you know, this has happened. Now you got to change. And, you know, mentally tough people are like, okay, all right, let's go. We got to make it happen regardless of, you know, of what happens in the city. And some people just panic when, when, when things happen. They just panic. It's like, oh, man, I can't do this. It, it, it might not even be anything. You know, it could be something that's not even so dramatic, but they make it that way. But the people who are mentally tough and strong, they're like, okay, you know, I got to figure out how to make this thing work. And other people sit back still 
you know, complaining and crying about a situation and you got to move on from it. You can't hold on to it. You got to keep going. So they're flexible. Uh, another thing. I promise you, I'm getting off the call when I say this. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. That, what you just said, is so true. And you've been trying to get me to adapt to that for so many years. But you know why You know why that struck me? I just heard Oprah say it. I was on Instagram about 2 o'clock this morning. And she was... She was uh, talking about four personalities. I got to go find it. It's a reel on her page. She was like, there's four personality types of something, something, something. And, and the one was a person, and you always, the person that, that goes way, 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 way high, way, they get way high, and then they crash. Then there's a person that, that look, the person that, the person that she was, was, was what you just described. She said, nothing really excites me. That's why I, I be getting so mad at you sometimes. Because you're like, damn, ain't you excited? But she said, no, she, this, is her, this is Oprah's personality. She said, I'm even killed. She said, nothing really excites me. And nothing really bothers me. I'm just, I'm just even killed. I said, yeah, that's what, that's what Mr. Fleming has been trying to get me to adapt to for years. But I don't know if it's a personality block that I just can't. Or I'm too hyper, or I'm just too crunk. I don't know. But what I do know is this: know is when I think about people who are even killed like that, hardly anything bothers them. Well, well, put it this way: if it bothers them, we don't know it. Okay, now, now I'm gone for real. All right. So, <laughs> thank you again, ma'am. But Lisa's my people. Y'all know that. So I'm always just messing with her. But uh, last one I would say today, and it's, we can do this, you know, pick up on Monday and finish, you know, some of them. But the mentally tough people take risk. They have no problem taking risk. You know, they, they'll roll the dice, man. Now, a lot of it is prepared or um, thought out risk. You know, it actually thought the situation out and said, okay, this is, the worst thing that could happen. And this is the, you know, you know, if something, this is what can be good from this situation. And this is the worst thing that can happen. And then they'll go for it. And they say like, you know, that's, that's the worst thing. So if this is the worst, then I'll take that risk. I'll put the money up. I'll, you know, drive across town. I'll do something that most people wouldn't do. You know, it depends on that situation. Like, for example, <laughs> so say, for example, <laughs> I heard this guy <laughs> say this before, said he was talking to an attorney and he told the attorney, <laughs> I'm sure it's a joke, but it, it was, it was, he, he said, man, if we go, I got this plan. And we can go and get $25 million. Now, it's illegal. And there's a, a possibility that we can get caught doing it. But I, I got this plan and we and I can show us I can show you how we can get it. He said, now I checked out everything too. Uh if they catch us, 
we can get three years fed time. So he said that the, the attorney got paused for a minute and then he asked him, he said, now, <laughs> you sure only three years? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do no more than that. But for 25 million, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do three. We just can't do See, he thought that out. He said, there's a risk. If I get caught, get three years. <laughs> but I'm going to put the money up. I'm put the money. All right, folks, we got to go, man. I mean, that was just, that was, <laughs> at least I got to go for Facebook Live. We're going to get on the conference call and talk some more. But I'm, uh, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> But this is just for Lisa today as as uh as I leave the Facebook live. I'm gonna do this for her. <laughs> I'm gonna Facebook my shut me down for playing this. DJ <laughs> I'm getting so I this since I was 18. Apologize if I say Anything I don't mean Like what's up with your best friend She was on one today What's up with these movies And why they think it all comes so easy Forget it while you here boy Cause all that hype don't feel the same next year boy yeah. She was on one Watch me take it. Cause Lisa was. Yes, she was. On one. I'm out of here, folks. They probably mute me for playing this. This ain't my music. This drizzy. But we're going to end it. I'm burning purple flowers. It's burning my chest. I bury the most ash and burning the rest. Walking on the clouds, suspended in the net. The ones beneath me recognize the red bottoms I wear. In the belt, move to the heels. Shorty on the sink, do it for the three.